You broke it. I didn't break shit. Okay, I didn't break shit. But we're. It, it, Why don't you it, get us going, John? It's fixed Let's now. We're fine. You know what? Okay, fine, fine. We're a half an hour late, and everything's fucking burning to the ground. But it's fine. <laughs> Hi, everybody. It's gonna Welcome. be a good show. It is. Hello. It, it is. Yeah. So okay. So well, so. Let's be fair. It can't get worse. Oh yes, it can. <laughs> so <laughs> so we were gonna have Danielle McRae on tonight. Uh, she just recently had her big break in uh, Final Fantasy VII Remakes, one of her biggest roles so far. Um, we were really excited to have her on, but she was having some technical difficulties with Discord. Uh, so we are going to reschedule her uh, because we didn't want to wait any longer to come live. And we have uh, and uh, we have Jessica Howard joining us. Um, hi, hi, Jessica. How you doing? Good. Um, yeah. S- sorry for good. the shit show. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh my gosh, this it makes me feel good because um this is I mean, I think this is everybody's behind the scenes, right? Like Uppercut has this stuff happen all the time. We just recorded uh our our PAX West panel what yesterday. Time isn't real, so I have to think about it. Um and it it was it was the same way. So <laughs> All right. I, I still feel bad, though, because, you know, you you know, like, I, like, of course, like, you know, we have somebody who's never been on before and uh, and, you know, you always want to put your best your your best foot forward and uh, and and just be like, you know, hey, this is how we do things here. And we've got Finn on his fucking cell phone and my lights don't work. And you don't you don't have to put on airs for me. It's OK. OK. All right. <laughs> well, uh, also with me tonight, uh, we have Jeff. Jeff, what's up, buddy? Hello. And Finn. Here. Finn, stop showing us your your room and and say hi. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I miss everyone. You're all lovely. I'm Aww. actually gonna I'm gonna turn Jeff up a little bit because Jeff, you're coming in a little quiet. I could you. just like jam the mic closer to my mouth. How's that? Well, I could also just turn you up. I mean, that would you know probably be okay. more comfortable for you. So boost me. There we go. You're bo- consider yourself boosted. So Jessica, tell uh tell us a little bit about what like you know like I could talk to, I could talk to people about what you do, but I'd rather have you do it. So uh yeah. yeah so so what do you what what do you do in the uh, in the content creation community? Um. So I am the uh ed- not. Oh my god. I'm not the editor in chief. I can't even think. Uh, I am the managing <laughs> editor at uh, Uppercut, which is a uh, games criticism website. Um. I also host a few podcasts over there. I do um. Pound around is like our our flagship show. So I do that twice a month. Uh. We have Kiss Kiss Game Game. We have um a new show that's going to be coming out next week called uh, Anyone Up. And that's going to be kind of like our monthly news recap show. Um, Yeah. And then I also recently got an internship at Paste Magazine. So I am working in the game section there and also doing social media. Um, And that's kind of what I do. I I, um, primarily write. (laughs) So uh, and I tweet a lot. Your uh, no, watching your uh, watching your content creation career kind of come into its own has been really, really gratifying uh because well i think that you are like you know like i mean you guys all have a good thing going on there but but you are one of those individuals who i think has always put out really really uh not just good content but also like like timely content you know like that article you just wrote um uh i i i think that yeah like like individuals like you are are what I like to see in the uh, in content creation, uh, and I think you got a bright future in it. So it's it's been really nice to see your career kind of grow over the past year, because uh, I think I, I I met you for the first time at PAX East. Um, yeah, yeah, and uh, and it, that was seems like two years ago, doesn't it? <laughs> it, it really it, it does, but at the same time, like 
because I met so many people at PAX East and that was like my first time meeting them. And it was only for such like a brief period of time. It's weird because it doesn't seem like I've known people for that long because right. it was like, oh, I met you for two hours a year and a half ago. Um, but yeah, so it's weird. It seems like it was forever ago, but also it seems like there's no possible way I've been doing this that long. I, yeah, I know. Tell me about it. We've been doing this for how many years now, Jeff? Four years? Five uh, years? At, like At least four. Coming up five, probably. Yeah. Mm. Well, I mean, we're past episode 200 now, so... You know, yeah, well, yeah, it's been a weird ride, but uh, but we are very happy to have you with us tonight. Um, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm I'm just really excited that you're gonna jump into the other side of the internet as a social media content creator, like for a publication, because that's just <laughs> a whole different world. Yeah, I mean, right now it's it's fairly basic, just like make sure these tweets are scheduled, and you know what I mean, but. Eventually, I think it's going to start being more like branded personality stuff and making more of like a, a, I don't know, making it more human, you know, and that's what I'm scared for, because you have to like ride the line between like being funny and likable and like posting that stuff and being yucky, yep. <laughs> you know, so like yeah. that's, that's the thing. The brands are at it again. <laughs> balancing your own personality with the brand personality is a uh, is a tightrope. Which is fun. Yeah. That's funny, Jessica, because Jeff and Finn are actually our two social media guys who run the official SDGC account. And yeah. you can 110% fucking tell who's tweeting what. And well, it yeah. is... It, is, it doesn't matter for us, but if I'm doing it for work, that's a very different deal. But but what I'm saying is is like is like is is like you could try to make it a little easier to tell your like like add some mystery to it. Be like, who's tweeting right now? Is it Jeff or Finn? <laughs> I'm so intrigued. But instead, the flowchart just... is simple. Is there a bad pun? Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's and like it. you know, with uppercut, we all kind of have access and just like tweet whenever but it's at uppercut i feel like there's the liberty of like we can be kind of shit posty and funny um which is you know that's that's me on twitter i just had a tweet about um masturbating to a daredevil scene you know i like saw that that was good that was you know, very like good that's um that's a tweet that like for some what i i expected like 20 likes and then 600 likes later i i don't know why um but you know like that's the type of, and so whenever pace was like oh yeah, we have a platform of um, a quarter million people and, and you're going to be tweeting us account. I was like, I just don't know about that. <laughs> just be careful about plagiarism because no one wants oh, to Oh yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh, so that, I just got that. Oh God. <laughs> if you were, if you were going to masturbate to a particular scene, like that would be the one I feel, you know, like, I mean, that, oh, yeah. like that scene was filmed in one take. Uh, yeah. and yeah, no, that, that I remember, I remember, I remember that, like, actually, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make that joke. I'm not going to do that. Uh, so, <laughs> so anyway, John's um, maybe like I did that. I, I actually <laughs> literally did that. Like I, I, yeah. okay. It, it, look, okay. This is getting, this is getting, this is getting weird. <laughs> All right. So, uh, there's not a whole lot that happened this week. Uh, and of course, uh, Danielle was not able to be on tonight. We we're going to talk to her about her, her career and, and stuff like that. So I think what we should do, let's start off by talking about what we've been playing recently. Um, and it doesn't even have to, it, it doesn't, oh, Jessica's fucking ready. And, uh, yeah, it, ready it, it, it's not even, we don't even have to limit it to what we've been, what we've been playing, but if you want to just talk about what you've been doing recently too. To to kind of kind of survive these uh, these really really shitty times we're living in, uh, feel free to talk about that as well. But uh, Jessica, as our guest, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? 
Um, okay, so the most actually it's not the most recent game I beat. The most recent game I beat is Halo Combat Evolved, the first ah. one. Um, I beat that a few nights ago. Um, it was my first time ever playing Halo. Um, it is I I knew nothing about that story. Um, how little I knew, um, I did not realize you played as Master Chief. I thought that he was just like the head guy in that who like you worked under. Wait, that's, what? That's like yeah, some I, bureaucratic. I, <laughs> paper I, I figured I figured he was just like some cool like leader and like you were just some like army master or, chief. I, guess, I, I just but you know like what Marine. You, you know though, Jessica, that's the Halo I want now. Just like you're just some scrub and Master Chief is the guy sitting behind the desk, like, you know, turn in your badge and your weapon. I don't yeah, want to see you anywhere near this investigation. Like like that's that's what I want now from from Halo. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I didn't realize you played as Master Chief. Now I know. <laughs> um, I uh, I also did not realize that like the game halfway through becomes like kind of almost like space horror ish. Like once the flood kind once of the arrived, flood I was kinda, like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, this this is alien now. Okay. <laughs> um, and that actually is the point in which it kind of clicked for me, and I really liked it. So. That's funny. I actually, uh, I'll talk about when I get to what, what I've been playing, but I just played um, through the Halo games again. And yeah, I, yeah. when I got to that part in Halo 1, I actually do not like that. I, I don't mind really? the flood. I just, I find some of the levels in the first game really confusing. So like that particular one where the flood first show up, all the hallways look the same to me. And I just never felt like I knew where to go. All the hallways look the same in that game, just in general. <laughs> yeah. I do it like there are certain things like I, I played it. And I definitely thought the entire time, like, I get why this was a big deal. Um, and I see, like, I see where Destiny, like, came from that. Um, and I see where, like, games like Mass Effect, like, came from that and stuff, too. Um, and, yeah, like, it, that's, I, I get why people liked it. But there are definitely some things that I don't think aged well. <laughs> I think. Um, and oh, no, Jess, go ahead. I'm sorry. Design. No, I said, no, just, like, the level design being one of those things. But also, I mean, you have to consider like how limited the scope was at that point too. So. Well, I mean, for its time, like that was an incredibly, uh, incredibly impressive game. Like I think Halo came out, yeah. Halo came out what, like 2001, one. one. Yeah. Was it 2001? And, uh, and whenever I would play Halo with my buddies, you know, sitting on the couch, it would always just devolve into everybody grabbing a sniper rifle and like trying to snipe each other point blank. Um, yeah. and you couldn't really like everything was everything was split screen at that time. Like you know, nobody was playing that shit online because you couldn't. So like it was basically impossible to snipe anybody because you're all playing on the same screen. It's like, well, okay, fucker, I know where you're at. So it's like you can't really snipe me. I I I know what's I know what's up. But uh, but like, what if I I like to think that when 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 Master Chief takes his helmet yeah, off, yeah, I think it's just that Craig. my favorite thing to do. Oh. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But there's like a weird lag oh, no, now. I think it's like delaying really bad. Yeah. Like it was quiet for me and that's why. Oh, yeah. There's a weird yeah, lag a on lag. Discord now. <laughs> Jeff and Finn, um, are you guys seeing this? No, I think it's just between you two. You like, yeah. Let me, you know what? I can hop out. And hop I can out and hop back, back in. Hop out and have, man, it's just nothing, nothing but fucking bad times tonight. We're going to soldier through this fucking we are, show. We're going to fucking, we're going to make this show work. How about it, it Jess? It looks good. There right? we go. I don't know what the fuck okay. that yeah. was. That was super weird. That was um, so weird. 
But no, I um God, what was I even going to say? I don't even Oh, I was I was gonna say uh my favorite thing to do was to uh tell Andrew to like come over and be like, Oh come here, come look at this. Or like we have to go this way and then just sticky grenade him. <laughs> he hated it. <laughs> that's why that's why Vicky won't play games with me. Because I will I'd rather I'd rather take us both down than 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 let her win. Yeah. I'd rather yeah. Finn, what was that? Saki learned that lesson anytime we try to play Mario Party. I would always just betray her and get the stars. There I was, refuse there was no cooperation. I refuse to believe that you've played Mario Party anytime in the past year and a half, though. <laughs> uh, Super Mario Party last year. <laughs> All is fair in love and Mario Party. So you've been playing anything else? Uh, yeah, I also um, just beat last week. You actually you caught me at a really good week because I've actually beat some games. Oh, uh, I played Alan Wake. Oh, for the first time. That's a I really gr- liked it. that's a great fucking game. It's um, a very 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 good game. I love the I love the not just like Twin Peaks influences, but the Stephen King like 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 that game where Stephen King on its sleeve. Uh, yeah, yeah. And one of the things that embarrasses me about Alan Wake is it took me like it took me like 12 years to like I'm I'm sitting down one day and like I, I was just reading I was reading something and all of a sudden like I popped up and I was like, oh shit. Awake. Awake. Holy shit. Like 12 years <laughs> after the fucking game comes out. Like I had that revelation. I felt like an idiot. No, I just tweeted about that. And like I thought that I was just observing something that probably everybody had observed before but i'm so late to playing it and there was so many people were like oh my god and i was like oh i don't feel so bad now <laughs> yeah no it, it was just it was a revelation for me i was like and then you feel real <laughs> stupid you're like oh i really once you actually know once you actually see it it's incredibly obvious like why did i not pick up on that earlier it's yeah i basically i mean what inspired me to to play because i saw the chat and people are talking about control uh was because they have the the alan wake expansion coming and i have not yet played control um i have watched the majority of the game played because i watched andrew play it and like it's just so cool um and i really want to get to playing i think that's gonna be the next game that i play after i i knock out a few things that i have to play for pieces um that i'm doing uh but yeah, and I was like, you know what? I should just start with Alan Wake and then I should jump into Control and then do the expansion. Um, I also played American Nightmare too. Uh, not nearly as good as the actual game, in my opinion. But That's the uh, that's the, the, the Alan Wake DLC, right? Um... Not DLC. It was like a, a separate game, but it, I don't know. It's very short though. But, but, it's almost but... kind of more like a... Well, it's like a side story. You're, you, but but you're still playing as Alan, right? Like you're still playing yes. as okay. That's what I thought. All right. Yeah, I I never actually played that. Um, that's I the, I don't think you gotta really. No, nah, I don't. I don't think so. Alan Wake is one of those games. I am surprised that we haven't seen like an HD port to to current gen consoles. Um, this is it's still a beautiful game, and like I wouldn't necessarily, and I don't know, maybe you have a different opinion. I wouldn't necessarily call it like scary, but it's definitely like, like tense. You know, it's eerie. You know, and I, and I feel like something like the Switch, especially, would be well suited to playing that game. Yeah, I could definitely see that, and it. You're absolutely right. It's not like a. 
a horror game and the fact that it's it's like scary makes you jump um right. there's like a few times when i would like jump and stuff like that but um it's like capital h horror and that like it has those horror elements it has a tense atmosphere um and those are honestly the types of games i like playing because i am kind of a baby and i can't do stuff like outlast or amnesia like i can't do horror that's just too much um oh, i love it but love it. yeah is that is that your cup of tea oh no yeah. no i'm saying i am just like you i am a baby, oh. scary baby finn's a babby yeah play scary games i like horror <laughs> yeah no, no say, i i no go ahead go ahead no i'm agreeing with you like i like horror but i can't handle scary games yeah, that's exactly how I'm like, I like horror conceptually. Um, and like, I like the atmosphere, but it's yeah, I, I don't want to, you know, be terrified for a few hours every night playing a game. I played Resident Evil 2, or at least most of it. And like, oh, that's that just game. that's, that's a test. <laughs> I absolutely love that game. Um, anything else you wanted to you wanted to talk about? Uh, any other games or anything you've been doing in general to, to kind of keep yourself sane? Um, so for me, this is, it's actually really great because I feel like my life is starting to have a routine again. Um, for the longest time, I just was at home. Um, and now like I recently got ring fit. I've been doing some ring fit. So that's kind of added a little bit of structure into my life. I, um, my job opened back up, um, after COVID shutdowns and stuff like that. So I'm back to work. Um, my school starts on Monday and that's all going to be online. So it's going to be a weird learning process, but at the same time, just like having that like schedule of knowing work needs to get done, um, is good. And then I also started at paste. So I feel like it's, it's funny cause I'm going from like a whole lot of nothing into just a shit ton of work. Yeah. Um, but I prefer that because I'm somebody who needs structure, like, especially, you know, like I, I have BPD and like one of the things with, with BPD or really any, so if you suffer from like depression, anxiety, whatever, one of the best things for you is to have structure in your life and to have a routine and, and to kind of, um, manage your stress and anxiety and expectations that way. Um, so for me, it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm really happy to be doing things again. That's fantastic. Um, and, and, and again, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. You're doing great stuff and it's going to be really, really cool to see, uh, the way your career pans out at Paste. Uh, so congratulations, well, you. you know, yeah, seriously, congratulations about that. That's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, Jeff, what about you? Uh, yeah, I've been playing some games. Uh, so I guess to continue the Halo theme, uh, I mentioned earlier, I played through, so I, a bit of Halo history. I played Halo one, like when it came out on the original Xbox hundred years ago or whatever um and liked it and i never played halo 2 at the time and then i finally played halo 2 on the master chief collection on my xbox one and i was like all everyone was telling me like oh man you're so lucky there was this big cliffhanger at the end of halo 2 that we had to wait like three years for or whatever to have it resolved in halo 3 and you just got to just jump right from halo 2 to 3 so i played halo 2 and then i actually that was when i got really bad hand and wrist problems and i actually couldn't use a controller for a month or two um, so I had to take a break from playing games and then I got really fucking poor and I had to sell my Xbox one. So I was like, goodbye, Halo. So I only played Halo two. Uh, so I've been waiting, um, for it to come back out on the PC to play Halo three. And they announced it for PC like a year ago. And I was like, Oh, I'll be playing Halo three in like a couple months. And it took a long ass time for them to kind of figure out how to release the games quickly there. So, uh, I finally just played Halo three, uh, last week and, yeah, that's a good that's a good fucking game. Um, I think the series, at least from one to three, gradually gets better. Uh, like Jess said, I appreciate a lot of the stuff that Halo One does and how important it was for its time. 
Um, but definitely there's some aspects of it that are dated. Like the level design, the storytelling is very stiff and kind of just not really existent. You get one cutscene per level with a little bit of exposition. And uh, they obviously had like kind of an idea, but they hadn't fleshed it out. And then two just goes bonkers. I think two is actually uh, the storytelling in that's a little bit messy. They kind of jump all over the place between Arbiter and Master Chief. And uh, it gets a little hard to follow. But Halo 3 is like a really good... Uh, it's finally kind of getting to like that modern feel of games where there's some real good open areas and some really big, um, excuse me, set pieces, uh, like really fun sequences with the warthog. There's parts where you're fighting these, um, the giant, I don't know the name of them, the spidery walkers and things like that. And you're spidery walkers. That's what they're called. Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. Sure some halo nerds calling me out, but Do the uh, warthog uh, physics get better. No, but the Warthog physics are perfect. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so Andrew was the designated driver um, throughout Halo 1, uh, my husband. Uh, and there is – it's towards the very end of Halo 1 when you're, like, rushing through while the, the Halo – while you're exploding it. Um, and it was – he just kept bumping into stuff and, and just doing a horrible job. And it got to one of those things where I was like, well, just, just let me do it. Like, I'm just going to do it. And I took the controller and um, I started trying to do it. And I was like, you know what? Actually, you can do this. The, <laughs> like, the, I get it now. <laughs> the Warthog, I love it because it's such a unique control style, but it definitely breaks your brain sometimes. And if oh, you think it, that was fun – the end of Halo 3 has another identical Warthog sequence, but now the ground is falling out beneath you, and oh. you have to steer around, the, or else you just fall out from under it. So It's just yeah, it's, it's so floaty. Like I feel like it gets hit by one thing, and you're just flipping around, and I'm just like... Yeah, it, it makes for some comedic moments, but I, I mm. get the frustration. I mean, that, that's just how car. I mean, that's just how vehicles work in in real life. I don't True. know. Yeah, that's. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what anybody's complaining about. That's <laughs> that's just vehicle physics in the real world. Over. Yeah, no, it happens to me all the time. Yeah, all yeah. the time. Yeah, I do it just for fun. You know, <laughs> like I just roll around. Uh, anyway, I don't know where I'm going with that. Jeff, what um, else you got? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I so I finished Halo 3, and I guess uh, I'll play Reach eventually. That and ODST are all that's left. But I've also been playing uh, Microsoft Flight Simulator because I'm a, just a big nerd, just a huge nerd. And uh, I was in the closed beta for it. So uh, I was playing it the last uh, about the last month or something like that. I can't. As I found out, I'm not even allowed to talk about anything from the beta now that the beta is over because I had Microsoft actually directly reach out to me for something I posted. I was like, no, no. <laughs> they actually, they actually showed up at Jeff's front door with a syringe. Yeah. And, yeah, and so like, I know the beta's over, but you, you can never talk about that. The men in black showed up and flashy thing. <laughs> yeah, that's it, exactly it's... what I was thinking. It's just like the, the little. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but I, I can talk about the release version because I'm playing that on Game Pass, and yeah, it's uh, it's awesome. I um, I talked about it on the last show, so I won't go over it like too much more, but it's. It's just like such a chill game. Sometimes I even just for like some background ambience, I just I threw it up on my big TV behind me. Uh, just throw the plane on autopilot and just cruise from one side of the country to the other. Um, you know, I like to throw on Spotify with it too. Like it's kind of sucks. Uh, I played Euro Truck Simulator, and they've actually got like built-in like radio stations for each of the countries. So if you're driving in Germany, you can like tune into real german music stations and stuff oh, like that's that dope, kinda, actually. yeah it's pretty cool and i wish I, I guess in an airplane maybe they don't get fm radio up there <laughs> but so maybe that wouldn't be realistic but i'd like to see them uh and it's going to be like a 10-year platform i'm sure it'll get tons of updates so it'd be cool to add that but i just have spotify on the side and 
I don't know. It's just it's a real good way to just wind down and relax. Didn't um, you fly over my house while you were playing it? Yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do. Is like, I mean, it's it was cool to fly over other people, but like, it's it's such a weird thing because it uses actual map data and it looks so, it, like, literally everything is where it's supposed to be. So it's not like another game where you have to look at a map and try to figure where we're going. That's like you can just navigate through the world based on your own knowledge of driving this area for your whole life, like where you grew up. It's, it's such a hard thing to explain it. It's so surreal, but it's, it's really, really cool. Uh, it's just an amazing piece of technology. Have you seen those glitches where you've got like giant towers of Babel, basically just like shooting <laughs> off into the shooting off into the sky, like as high as the eye can see. Yeah, that's and that's one thing I knew because I've played enough of these kind of games. Uh, I knew leading up to release, they they're showing all the beautiful trailers, and everyone's like, "How could this be real?" I'm like, mm, "You just you wait till you get a little closer to the ground <laughs> and things will start to break." There's like buildings, they simulate traffic, uh, but sometimes there might be traffic going like under a building through a bridge, and the game doesn't know that, so the cars just drive up the bridge or up the building and over it. Or like I was flying around London and. They've kind of just used autogen to fill in water where they think there's supposed to be water, but they filled it too high. So a lot of the bridges in London are underwater and there's just cars driving <laughs> into the water. It's, it's just like a painting. Just look at it from far away. It's perfect. Exactly. It's, it, it's, it's, Don't a, break the illusion. it's a Van Gogh. That's all you got. Yeah, it, it's, yeah, uh, it's, go. it, it's abstract. It's abstract. It's, it's, yeah. it's yeah. abstract. What else you got, uh, no, that's, that's about it. Uh, I guess the last thing I could talk about is uh, my wife started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. So, oh yeah, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I kind of hard. She's just powering through the main story quest, so we don't get to play together too much. But it's been really fun. Uh, I've been doing dungeons with her, um, and it actually got me to try out different classes. I'd, I was like, I'm a dragoon. I'm just going to be a dragoon till I die. I don't want to. I don't want to level another, another class. Too much work. But um, I started a healer class. The um, uh astrologian you start at 30 right right uh yep. so it's, it's been pretty fun like i wouldn't want to play it as my main but it's it's getting me to experience the game in a different kind of way that i haven't after 300 hours and um you know i've never played a healer in any kind of game so playing that kind of role is fun and then we can queue into dungeons instantly uh and i'm helping her learn the ropes for the game but uh she's she's already picked it up pretty quick she's showing me a few things that i didn't know so now that I actually hit 80 on my blacksmith, I'm actually making you a really nice looking spear for some glam. Uh, oh, I'm gonna, yes, please. I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you. It's all glowy. It's got a lot of particle effects. You're going to like it. You're going to like it. Mm -hmm. it's, it's good stuff. And this awesome. is, this is actually a really good segue into, into Finn because Finn, I have a question for you. Like you love Final Fantasy as much as I do, right? Like, like look behind me, right? Like I love Final Fantasy. <laughs> And I know you do too, Finn. So why are you not playing Final Fantasy XIV? Because it is literally, as Jeff can attest to, it is nothing. It is like Final Fantasy. It is like Final Fantasy fan stuff. The game. It's fan service. The game for Final Fantasy. Like I don't understand why you, you of all people, are not playing this. Well, uh, to my credit, I'm paying for it. Why aren't you playing I, it? You're fucking paying I, 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 for it. You're not playing it for like two, three since launch. <laughs> How? Wow. Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait, hold on. We need to break this down. You've been paying for this game monthly. It's a subscription game. You've been playing for this game monthly since it really Finn. This game came out in 2014, I believe. I was 13, part of uh, 13. I think 13. I was part of 1.0. Finn, that's seven years you've been paying for this game and you haven't played it. I respect I it. He's just 
throwing the Patreon money at us. <laughs> no, look, here, here's the real reason. And there was, when you first got into it, that was when I was going to finally jump into. It's time. I don't have the time to delve into it. Uh, an MMO without other people to play around and play with. and Finn, you I, have me! You have Jeff! Look, I'm not against it, and I'm built, and the other problem was my computer keeps dying on me. Get it on PS4! Get it on PS4! Well, I'm not gonna buy it again. Why not? You gotta. <laughs> you have to sacrifice not just your family, but your pocketbook for MMOs. He's, he's just gonna pay for it for seven years straight. Yeah, but no, not buy that's it again. the thing, right? <laughs> Jessica makes a great point. You've already probably dropped like what three thousand dollars into this game. You haven't played it. What's another fifty nine ninety nine? The collector's editions for all the expansions. Oh my God, Finn! <laughs> uh, look, just because. Look, that's just how I support Final Fantasy. Let me live my all right, life. All right, Finn. What have you actually been playing? Like, uh, like this, let's talk about this, games this, you're actually playing. This week has been no games except uh, stuff on my like to looking at CrossCode mournfully mm-hmm. and not being able to play it because I moved this week and my life is nothing but unpacking right now. What did you get it on? It is get what on? What'd you get CrossCode on? Uh, you know that I've been playing it with you. Switch. I okay, well then, well, that, that's my whole point. It. It, it's literally a portable console. Just pick it up and play it. I've been busy. I go to work. I come <laughs> home. We unpack. I go to sleep. It sucks. <laughs> I already it's finished. Until next week, I'm not going to be able to do anything fun. I uh, I played like two rounds of Fall Guys. Uh, oh, right oh, the day good. before we moved, and that's always fun. But uh, yeah, man, it, it's been a rough week. So you've you haven't really that's a, that's a good point. You haven't really been playing too much because you've been moving. Yeah. And that's what you've been doing to kind of keep your mind off the world is moving. Sure. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. uh, That's that's an expensive distraction. Yeah, it really (laughs) is. Prepping to be a dad. Look at you. Doing a lot of that fun stuff. Finn, you're going to be such a good dad. I cannot wait. You're gonna it's be a good dad. I've got awesome. a, I've got a, I've got a nice little uh, one onesie. I'm getting custom made for the kid. You're gonna. Like I it. went and uh, and uh, I was shopping and I just walked by the baby section. I just bought random stuff for oh, the unknown the best. child. Aww. I don't even know what it is yet, but it doesn't matter. That's the best. Bought stuff. I'm excited. Enjoy it now while you can, Finn, because sooner or later you have a 12 year old who just fucking gives you lip. And it's it's just the it's it's the best it's the best I, I I love my son but but damn he's probably listening right now he's I guarantee you he's listening right now too so he lives with his oh, mom he nice. listens to the podcast so son stop giving your father attitude um but <laughs> that's that's really cute though actually that's very cute that he listens he does and what's funny is that like his friends at school listen too and mm-hmm. they and he was like that's my dad and they didn't believe him. <laughs> they're like no that's they're they're like no dad is that cool and i'm like hell yeah i'm cool you're damn right i'm cool i mean look at this like like let's be fair right like if you had a 12 year old and your 12 year old came downstairs and your dad had a room like this like that's literally that's like some cool next level dad shit right there right (laughs) now what they would say is what's that what's that shit where's fortnite I will say this though, like he, like, like I'm, I'm trying to get him into other games, and he's like, I, he's like, but Fortnite, I'm like, oh, d- Jesus, kid, there are other games what, other than Fortnite, like, John, what you need to do is you need to lobby Epic to put some Final Fantasy content. I into really Fortnite do. And gateway I, him in. 
I really do. Um, so like, I guess uh, I should talk about what I've been playing. You know, speaking of Final Fantasy, no, I haven't been playing any Final Fantasy this week, unless you count Final Fantasy fourteen, which I've actually been playing a shitload of. But I've also I've been replaying Mother three uh, on Game Boy Advance. Um, uh, I got the translation card. Uh, I got the there's a really good translation available on the on the GBA card that you can get uh, from Etsy. Um, I I would love to actually pay Nintendo real money uh to play this game on switch nintendo but this is like this is our only recourse but if you've never played mother 3 uh it is one of the not just greatest rpgs but one of the best games ever not just made but written uh this game has so much heart behind it and it's about a uh i can hear myself that's weird um finn i think it's you but uh it's about it's a story about two brothers basically um, and it's one of the, it, it's one of the, like, I got emotional at the end of it. It is, it is really deep. Um, the writing is really off the wall and ridiculous, but also really knows how to, how to grab you, uh, and kind of really wring a lot of emo, uh, emotion out of you. And it's got a really cool rhythm based combat system. Uh, I, I, Finn, I know you've played mother three, but Jeff and Jeff and Jessica, have either of you ever, ever played this? No, I haven't. Oh, it's so. I haven't cool. had. I haven't had a way to. I've heard it's amazing, though. It is. Like, I, go ahead. Jeff. I always. No, I. I haven't actually. This, this is going to be embarrassing. I'm going to lose my gamer card for this. I don't understand. Mother, what's mother's relationship to Earthbound? Okay. All right. So each one of these games has a theme about motherhood, which is why in Japan they're called mother, right? Um, there are actually. <laughs> there are actually three mother games. Uh, there's there's Mother, Mother Two, and Mother Three. Earthbound, which was localized for the N eight for the for the Super Nintendo in 1994, is Mother Two. Mother One never came here. That was on uh, that was on, and it was finally localized on the Wii U uh, uh, eShop as Earthbound Beginnings. Um, and then Mother Three is Mother Three. It's the third game in the series. So it goes. Mother One, and then Earthbound, which is Mother Two, and then Mother Three. Um, these games are all set. It's a continuing storyline. Uh, Mother One and Two feature the same antagonist, for example. Uh, Mother Three has characters that were around in Mother One and Two. So it's you know it it it, it and there's a long convoluted kind of story behind these games, but okay. but they're all set in the same world. There is a continuity there. Um, That's and- Ness is the main character, right? So in the first one, Ninten or a, or a Ninten is the main character because you know Nintendo. Uh, Ness is the main character in two, and Lucas is the main character in three. Um, oh, those, yeah, I know them. They're in Smash Bros. They're, exactly. That's how most people know them. They're in fucking <laughs> yeah. Smash Brothers. Uh, do you ever feel bad that they didn't do a uh, a pun name for Lucas? I just feel bad that uh, I, I feel bad that there's no Gigas uh, stage in in Smash Brothers, Finn, because that would be wouldn't that be perfect? Just like that really fucked up trippy background with with Gigas, uh, like oh uh, yeah. But no, like no, the mother games are great, um, and I would love for Nintendo to even bring Earthbound to the Switch, because um, I mean. Mother Three is one of those games. Like, if you talk to anybody uh, who who likes you know imported games, and you ask them what is the one game that you would want localized, if you could pick one, like everybody's going to say Mother Three. Like that game is pretty much reached like legendary status uh, in in large parts of, commu- of the community. And I think I, I think Nintendo will eventually like it's such a meme at this point that Red that that Reggie Fils Ami actually like is aware of it and you still like film videos about it like like poking fun at the fact that like everybody always asks him about mother three 
uh, or at least used to. But yeah, I I would love I'd love to be able to play this legitimately on the Switch. But seeing as how I can't, I am playing it uh, again on my Game Boy Advance, and it is just such a wonderful experience. Um, I've also been playing I've uh Catherine on Switch. I've been replaying Catherine. I played it for the first time on the PS3, and I I love the gameplay, but there were definitely some problem problematic elements uh in how it handled uh our particular trans character uh Erica. Um, and I was I was told that those were actually mitigated in the Catherine full body release. Uh, so I haven't I haven't really gotten to that point yet. Um, again, gameplay is still great. Like like it's a great game. Like I, I like everything Atlas puts puts out. But it'll be I'm I'm really hoping that they that they they did a rewrite um to to kind of mitigate some of that stuff because it it, it was problematic then and it's problematic now. So. You know, I'm I'm kind of hoping they would uh, they'll mitigate that. Atlas has kind of a spotty record with that stuff, don't they? They really do. Yeah. Yeah. Like like uh, Jess, did you ever play P4G? Yeah. Yeah. Like the way they handle it's honestly it's one of my favorite games. I love I love (laughs) yeah I love Persona Four Golden. Um, Mm -hmm. but like for example, the way they handled Kanji, like certain aspects of Kanji's character, it's it's kind of like. Kanji, uh, the way they handled NATO. I mean, yeah. even the, I mean, the general relationship with women in all of the Persona games is just like troubling. And I feel like the second that I say that, people are on my case about how I don't like the game and blah 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 blah. And like, that's not true. I love those games. And Catherine's the same way. Catherine is so much fun to play. Um, and I love like the art that they do. I love how stylish all their games yeah. are. Um, it, but Atlas just like has some real issues with how they treat marginalized groups and women. Uh, so I, I'm yeah, not even but, sure. I don't, I don't think it's intentional. I just think it's at, like being brain dead. Like I don't, or maybe like, I, I don't know. Like I, I think I, I would be inclined to agree. Honestly, I think it's just kind of ignorance Um, because I, I think that in their minds, when they make these games, like they're trying to be progressive, right? Like they're trying to tackle like these serious issues. They're trying to be like, they're trying to talk about sex. They're trying to talk about like dark topics, you know? Um, And even with like the new character they included in Catherine Full Body. um, Talking about Rin. Yeah. 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 Like they, they're trying to kind of um, push the conversation in a a direction that seems progressive. Um, But then it's like, I, I honestly don't think they have the right people working on their team. I think that they need to, and I don't mean that as in like, I think they should fire people who work there. And But I think that it's one of those things to where it's it's a it's a boys club and it feels like it's a boys club. Yep. Um, and I f- feel like if they actually like sought out people and they're like, hey, we're going to talk about, you know, trans issues. We should actually probably have somebody who's transgender like on our staff so that they can weigh in on this and we can figure out how to respectfully kind of talk about these issues. Um, Cause right now it just seems like we know this exists. We're going to talk about this and we're going to kind of fumble. You know, it's weird, right? Like I, 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 most of me believes that, that it's, it's a bunch of dudes, like you said, who are trying to do, who are trying to do well, like, like they're, they're trying to do right. At the same time, if you keep making the same mistakes at some point, you're, 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 at some point you're going to stop getting, you, you you know, you can't use that excuse anymore of, okay, sorry, we didn't, you know, we're going to do it better this time. Just do better. Like, like hire a consultant, yeah. hire a, hire a trans individual. 
um, you know, because yeah, like as much as I love these games, it is getting a little frustrating to see these same mistakes keep getting repeated well, over and over and over. Go ahead, Jeff. No, I was just going to say like, I mean, it's not even enough. I don't think to just have one, I understand, you know, especially for smaller studios, it costs money to hire consultants and things like that. But like the problem is I think there's an attitude where like, okay, we've got a gay character in our game. So uh, we had one gay person and we talked to them about like marginalized, um, you know, groups and stuff like that, they don't have a singular opinion or voice, right? There's still people with like yeah. different viewpoints and stuff. And one trans person might find something offensive that another trans person. So like you really yeah, need to make it. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a huge issue. It's, it's just like, it's, it's acting as if one person's like a monolith for their community. Um, and it's, it happens a lot of times when you do see like people trying to push for progress and like, you know, it's it's a good thing to do, but at the same time, like, you have to step back and you have to think, am I tokenizing this person? Am I bringing right. them on just because, like, hey, we're talking about um, black representation in games? Or especially this summer, you saw so many people um, bringing on, you know, just, like, different people in the industry who, like, people of color or black individuals. And it's it's a good thing because, you know, like, we that's obviously needs to be done, but it's something that we should have been working at the last x amount of years not something to where it's like well now suddenly i want your time i want your work i want your effort um and and like i said it just it needs to be thought of like am i using this person as a monolith for their community am i using this person to tokenize them and to bolster like to to improve how i feel about the work that i'm doing um and yeah i mean atlas is one of those companies where i i would agree with you i think they're trying to be progressive i think that that shows and the types of games they make and the subjects that they touch on. Um, but I don't think that they're actually putting in the work they need to be doing to, to get there in a respectful and meaningful way. And I think like the, like the other piece of this that really bothers me is SDGC as a community has a very, like has a lot of LGBTQ representation. Like, like we have a large LGBTQ audience and I love them. And we wouldn't be SDGC without that part of our community. And when I see these issues pop up in games that I love, like Atlas, like so many fucking Atlas games, um, mm -hmm. you know, they're they're made that much more stark for me because it's like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm I'm playing this game and I'm enjoying this game. But at the same time, like I, I, I feel almost I feel bad for enjoying it because I don't know. Does that make any sense? Because no, I, I totally know what you mean. Like, I feel like I said, Persona 4 Golden is like my top five favorite games. Um, but at the same time, like it's it's impossible for me to separate some of the content from that game. And it I haven't gone back. I mean, everybody was so excited when it was announced that it was coming to Steam. And I I was hesitant because I was like, man, you know, like I loved that game. I played that on Vita. Um, I, I used to work at a television station and like I would have shifts where I wasn't, I was just monitoring stuff basically overnight. And so I'd, I would just be able to kill time. So I, I remember playing that at work um, and I had such a good time. I remember beating that game and like missing it. Like I missed those characters. I just wanted to jump right back into it. Yeah. Um, but when it was announced it was coming to Steam, I was like, do I really want to replay this? Like, do I want to tarnish that? Because I feel like at this point, if I play it again, I'm going to be kind of bitter about things. And I, I think that's why if you're a game dev, you need to have different people on your team. Um, if you're a content creator, you need to have different people on your team. Yep. Um, and I think just as a person, like this is why like 
if if you're somebody who has all white friends or all you know male friends and you're you're sitting there playing these games and you're just like i wonder why everybody's so upset like people can just calm down it's just a game um you know break break out of like that group that you're in and have friends from the lgbtq community and have friends of of different ethnicities and backgrounds um and you'll realize like you'll be like oh man i don't like this because like this this hurts people that i care about and it shouldn't necessarily be something to where like you have to know a person to care about people's feelings right but like at the same time once you do and once you humanize these issues and you understand um it changes how you view things. It changes how you view media. It becomes a lot more important to you. I I, I have, uh, and after this, I'll, I'll kick it over to Finn and Jeff. Um, but I just want I want to get this last point in. Um, I've noticed, you know, like for example, when 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 Persona Five Royal came out and they said, well, we're gonna we're gonna fix some of the homophobia uh, that you know that that's in the game um, from individuals like us. That was met with applause. You know, that's that's what you should do uh, because nobody should feel uncomfortable playing any game. Uh, you know, in that regard. But there were a lot of people who were upset because, oh, you know, you're getting political and, oh, you're censoring the game. And, and oh, you know, and a lot of people said, well, you know, you're censoring the, the you're censoring the artist's original vision. But I firmly believe that most that most of those people wanted to keep it in there because it was hurtful and because it made feel, people feel bad because they're bigots. Uh, and and, and I, I just I don't understand why anybody would have a problem uh, with with not wanting to not wanting to hurt people, not wanting to make them feel like like less of a person than they are. Um, I just don't get it. I, maybe I'm glad I don't get it. I don't know. Jeff and Finn, what do you got? Um, no, I was going to say like the on top of everything you talked about, I guess this is like we're talking about Atlas and Persona now, but um my issue with kind of as I think more about the games is I don't have a problem. We see it all the times in movies, right? Like coming of age movies and stuff like that. There's a weird line when you're exploring sexuality among um, youth, like, you know, teenagers. And uh, the games are kind of strange to me now, the older I get, because the protagonist is like a stand-in for the you. And so like, Whereas when I watch a movie, it's not weird. Like I'm just watching, you know, these people exist and, you know, discover themselves and things like that. But like, there's just parts of the game that like really are like talking to you. And it's either um, like older, t- older people, characters in the game talking to a really young character or like really young characters. But t- I don't know. It's maybe this is just me. I just, the, the uh, you know, I played Persona 4, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, probably like almost eight years ago now. And I mean, I, you know, was still in my twenties then, but um, it's just something that I maybe didn't think about at the time. And the more I kind of sit on, I'm like, they, that's another thing I think they need to kind of work on. Like there's just some really, they do tackle good themes, but like some of the way stuff is sexualized and stuff in the game. I'm like, there's not really, there was one part in persona four that really bothered me. And I think it was like, a bunch of the guys were like sneaking in on the girls or something like that. And I know exactly what you're uh, talking about. Yeah, yeah, and so like, okay, but if you're gonna do that, you need to like have some sort of consequence for them or some sort of message. Like, what did they learn from that? Like, what was the purpose of the? Why is this actually happening? And everyone just kind of like laughed it off. And I was like, I don't know. Well, yeah, like, no, I no, just please, ahead, no, 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 please. 
Oh, I mean, like, I think that there are several instances of that in the game. Like, you have a character, like, you have the teacher in Persona 5, right? Who your character ends up developing feelings for. And instead of being your teacher and instead of being an adult and being a woman who is probably 15 years older than you and in a position of power over you, um, you know, like, instead of addressing this and being like, hey, like, I understand you have feelings for me. And, you know, this is valid and this is like and kind of exploring where like that fantasy or those feelings can come from when you have like somebody. And, you know, because I mean, I, I feel like a lot of people have had crushes on teachers. Right. Like it's a totally normal thing. Um, but instead of like exploring why that happens and like having a conversation about it, you just have this woman who becomes a statutory rapist and who just like who is your teacher and who is also letting you cut class and having sex with you. And like that's just something in a game all about like corrupt adults and and you know uh and and kind of like trying to correct behavior that that is corrupt or predatory um when your first boss in the game is a male teacher who's having sex with female students to like later on have that as a romantic connection it just feels kind of gross you're talking about Ka um, uh, Kamoshida yeah yeah that yeah Kamoshida sure is a character uh <laughs> yeah. yeah um i i actually uh when I fired up Catherine full body, uh, I, you know, I was met with something like, I was really excited. You know, I was like, Oh, you know, I, I remember I love the gameplay so much. Let's see what they've done with the story. See they cleaned it up. And like literally right off the bat, they introduced you to Rin by having her run down an alley and she bumps into Vincent and she, they land on the, they land on the ground and she's literally sitting on his face. And I was like, yeah. and I'm like, okay. Like, Okay, Atlas, here we go. And uh, and then she got up and I was like, that girl looks really young. Oh no. And 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 I I don't like I just, I mean, come on, guys. Like like what I, <laughs> I don't like like the more I think about it, like like the more I'm just like what, what? I mean, and like with, with with Catherine too, like, and and this just goes into like honestly, all of like Atlas's treatment of women is just like horrific. Like I love I love their games, but God, like you play it and you're just like, why do you have to be this way? Like why do you have to do this? I mean, in Persona Four Golden, it's like if you if you're dating more than one of the women, once you get to the Valentine's Day scene, it's like you essentially like start gaslighting people. You're like, oh no, you're crazy. Like it's just you. It's always you. Like and that's how you treat these women who are like crying and who are like, no, I feel like you like somebody else. Like no, no, it's just it's just you. Um, you know, and and just like the way that the women are constantly like having to depend on you. Um, it, it's there's there's like a weird dynamic there. Um, and Catherine, it's like. Catherine is the perfect example of taking women and then giving them the most shallow, tropey background yeah. you can give them. Like Catherine with a K, your your fiance, is just a bitch. Yep. <laughs> you know, at least like in the first game. They they added a little bit to her and gave her more of a story and full bodied, which is nice because it they made her seem That's like good. She had a real personality, um, but she's just she's your nagging girlfriend who you're kind of sick of. And then they make um, the character who is the character who is sexual and who like owns her her body and herself is a literal fucking demon. Yeah, an, an and actual is, is succubus. Bad. Yeah, yeah, like she's she's bad. Like she is she is the bad slutty character. Um, and then you have um, Rin who is like that that fantasy of like she's child she's childlike 
She she literally looks like she's 12 years old. She yeah. is very innocent. She doesn't know how to take care of herself. She has amnesia. Like, it's basically like taking care of a child. Like, and, and it plays to that, like, this girl is like my little, my little dependent, you know? It's it's weird. Like, they, they like, fall into those tropes, and it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I you know, you could say the same thing about Reese, actually. Uh, in Persona, in in P four and G, I remember uh, when you get to Reese's palace, and you know, you know, you, you you know, you're introduced to Shadow Reese, and the whole thing is basically just like I'm a stripper, and and I'm going to show you know, like you know, I'm going to show you everything, you know, like I'm going to reveal, and I was just like I was playing this, and like my wife was sitting next to me on the couch, and I had my Vita, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, <laughs> you know, like, uh, it's and such a bummer too. Like, they, yeah, like on and on and Rise are two of my favorite characters. Like, they have very similar personalities. Um, is you know, on with her modeling and Rise with like her her like idol career. Um, but like, I I really love characters, um, especially female characters who are like who have beauty and who and who have it all um but like are also dealing with like insecurities and struggling and and like who who feel like well-rounded characters and like on is honestly one of my favorite female characters because she has like she has that that like that stigma at school that she has to kind of overcome where people kind of judge her based on how she looks and and you know but at the same time she's still like a smarter student you know she she's a really good friend she goes i mean after her her friend is in the hospital after she's incredibly depressed and has you know has an incident there like she she's the person who goes and visits her in the hospital and she's just a really kind caring person um and to see like the characters just kind of sexualized and written off like it sucks it kind of hurts you know she goes through this whole thing of of being like this is you know people judge me as being overly sexual and i can be that but i'm also myself and i own who you know that um, and I'm more than that. And then they throw her as soon as she gets her her persona into a cat suit with her boobs hanging out, and yeah. she's like a 15 year old girl. Yeah. And it's and it's just like, what are you what are you trying to say here? Like, what are you being fan servicey? Is this for the guys? Or are you actually trying to have like this character who is emboldened, who, and, like and owning have... her sexuality? Like, yeah. Like, and I think like you know like a really good you know a really good contrast to that is a character like Bayonetta. You know, who, yeah. who like, you know, um, a very smart friend of mine once told me, you know, uh, well, actually, it was more of like an online discussion. So she wasn't speaking directly to me. It was on Twitter. But but uh, somebody brought up Bayonetta's sexuality and she said something very smart. She said, Bayonetta's sexuality isn't for you. It's for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and that and and I feel like, she, you know, she's right. Though, like, you know, that was, you know, Bayonetta is a very sexualized character, but Bayonetta owns it. Like she, like, like she, like she, she dresses like that, and she is that way for herself, um, and not for not for anybody else. And I feel like that's something that Atlas, to this day, still struggles with. Um, yeah. And uh, to be quite honest with you, until they hire some kind of consultancy, I don't know if it's something they're ever going to get past. Because I mean, this has been yeah. the way that this has been the way they this is this just this has been the way they are since I mean, as far well, back they, as I can remember. I, Go ahead, Jeff. I think the problem. Yeah. No, I was just going to say I think the problem, and this is why I'm not even really comfortable talking that much about this topic because I'm a guy. Like I don't want to speak for women, but um, I think you need more women in games because the problem is you have few, like women characters that are written by guys. So even when they try to 
you know, address those topics and do it in a right way. They just, they just literally can't because they don't have that perspective that they need. So, you know, I, I don't think this problem will be solved until we have, uh, you know, more women and more prominent roles in the games, uh, you know, in a developer um, writing these characters. And I think you'll see some of these problems go away, not entirely, but because a lot of them, they're just a lot of these problems. It's they're written or directed. It's the male gaze, right? That's still right. something that seeps into games all the time because the conversation turns so black and white. It's like, oh, sexualized characters are bad. Get rid of it. It's like, no, like sex is fine in games. It just has to be done the right way. Yeah, and like I think that's a that's a thing that the second that you criticize how women are portrayed in games, like you get the people, the men who jump on you and who are like, well, you just want like just because she's hot doesn't mean like you want everybody to look like Ellie from The Last of Us too. Like that's that's the world that you want. Which like, fuck off if you're one of those people. Like oh, I'm sorry God, that yeah. women look slightly different. Um, it, it, like I I don't know. That's just a whole other thing that we don't have to get into. <laughs> but um, no, like I. Literally, like, my favorite female character is Tifa from Final Fantasy VII, right? And she's, like, a very sexy, you know, like, she she wears a crop top and a sports bra and a short skirt and, you know, like, but the thing with her is, like, it doesn't ever, like, okay, definitely does have that male gazy feel, right? Like, we can't, I can't ignore that just because she's, she's a favorite. Um, but at the same time, like, it doesn't feel, like, grotesquely out of place, right? Like, I can see, like, it makes sense. It's in line. But at the, but when you have a character like On, who is, like, a 15-, 16-year-old girl and who's going through all of this stuff with constantly being sexualized and being told, like, oh, you're just sleeping with the teacher. Um, and then when she finally, like, reclaims that she's put in something that seems so incredibly like not her and like and like i wouldn't even care if it's a cat suit right like if they want to do the cat thing but like the red thing with the zippers on the nipples and yeah. the boobs like spilling out and like the like the way like even the poses that she'll make like when she's knocked down just like her ass like up in the air and like oh, like it's okay, just yeah yeah, it's like it's weird. Like this is like a sixteen-year-old girl. Like you can make her. She's a model. You can make her kind of like. I feel weird saying sexy in regards to a sixteen-year-old girl, but you can make her cutesy. You can you can have that edge and make her like discovering her sexuality and claiming that and being comfortable with it, despite how people make her feel about it. But like that to me just a hundred percent feels male gazy, and it, and it feels like it kind of is counteractive to the story they're actually telling with her. And I think that's a, that's a thing. Like, I, I think you're right until we have more women who are actually like in the writing room and working on this. Um, we're going to see men who kind of get it with good intentions, um, but who don't quite land because they don't have the experience. They don't really understand what they're what they're saying i think completely you know and i, I you know jessica i want to address something that somebody said in chat uh they said you know i'm feeling sa uh, sad about liking these games now uh, try not to do that because you know the things yeah. that we love won't get better if we don't criticize them um you know it's you know like like we we, we can love things and and still find flaws in them and and want those things to be better and we want them to be a, to be better because we feel so strongly about them. Um, yeah. Don't don't ever feel bad about about you know like liking a game like Catherine for example or or mm -hmm. or P four G. Um, I like them all. Yeah, so do I. I like, I I think they're really fun games. I really like like I said I I like the characters. I like the story. I like the art. Like I like several aspects. Um, it's just like even though I do love them. I like to be able to take a step back and be like, okay, I love them, but these are the issues. And I think that like, we should do that with all things, right? Like, Absolutely. I mean, we even do that with people in our lives. 
Yeah. You know, you just because you love a person doesn't mean you're like 100% you're good all the time. Like there are going to be things people do that piss you off. And like, what do you do at that point? Do you just write them off as bad or do you have conversations and, and talk about it? And that's what we should do with our games too. We should have conversations and talk about it and say, this is what makes me uncomfortable. Well, uh, we, um, looks like we lost Finn. Uh, yeah. Finn kind of just dropped off the face of the earth here. No, John, you can't see the chat. His phone was dying. So he had to bounce. Oh, uh, uh, okay. A bit all right. Ago. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. Well, that makes sense, I guess. He could have said bye. <laughs> he he did. He was saying it in the chat that you can't see because you're you're running the stream. Oh, but it's okay. it's just keeping in theme of the night. Like, <laughs> yeah, boy. Uh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. sorry for all the we'll technical difficulties tonight. Uh, technical difficulties tonight, everyone. That's uh, we haven't had like like when we were off uh, when we were off the air. Jeff made a good point. It's like you know it's been a long time since we've had technical difficulties that bad. So I'll reset the counter. Yeah, it we yep, reset the clock. It was it was bound to happen sooner or later. We are pushing up against uh ten thirty here, so we'll we'll go ahead and uh, start wrapping it up here. Uh Jessica, you were a delightful guest. And um you. like I said, uh I've been a I've been a, re- a really big fan of uh your social media presence and uh and the work you've been doing with Uppercut and I could not be happier for your internship at Paste and it, it is like I said really really cool to see uh your career kind of come into its own. Uh I think there are some really really big things uh in store for you in the future and I'm very excited to see what the next step is for you. Uh so yeah good yeah good luck in the good luck in the future. You're great. You're fantastic. Thank you. That is so sweet of you. I really appreciate that. And, um, and thank you for having me on here. This course. show is so cool. You guys are so cool. We, <laughs> it's normally better. It's normally like run like, you know, Derek, Derek runs this a lot Usually better a than I do. Yeah. Derek runs this <laughs> a fine. lot better than I do. Um, but, uh, uh, Jessica, for anybody who doesn't know who might be listening, where can they find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter at, uh, just Jess is fine. Um, and yeah, I, I, plug everything that i do on twitter so if you want to like follow uppercut or, or paste or anything like that it's it's all just on my twitter excellent excellent and jeff where can well i mean jeff's not really on twitter much anymore i i yeeted myself <laughs> out of twitter a long time ago so, <laughs> so you can find me in the uh the, he's in the discord, discord. he's in the discord yeah. um in fact uh, uh one of the mods can we get the uh can we get nightbot to throw out the uh the the discord link we have a discord we're up to like what like to, uh thank you thank you rar uh we have like what like 260 people in there now like it's a big Hell yeah yeah no we're no. pushing up against 300 yeah yeah we're getting That's close to 300 good. yeah no we've we've got actually got a we got a large discord uh which is why yeah. i like to say that sdgc is just a podcast it's a community we have channels in there not just for games but for television movies uh for venting mental health uh all kinds of stuff so if you're just looking for a group of friends to come come hang out with uh we focus on positivity and inclusivity uh and we you are welcome you are more than welcome if that's something that interests you into our discord um we got a lot of cool stuff coming up uh so please stay tuned for that um do we got anything else jeff is that it uh i think that's it i think we should just wrap up before anything else goes wrong yeah i know right all right well uh (laughs) this has been uh sdgc